Hello and welcome to the Landed Podcast. I'm John Montgomery, co-founder of Landed, a travel company specializing in tailor-made journeys throughout Latin America and the Antarctic. At Landed, we're devoted to exploring these regions, searching out exceptional experiences and locations for our clients. The Landed Podcast profiles some of our favorite places and brings you conversations with friends we've made along the way, explorers, artists, and visionaries. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Reserva do Ibichipoca is located in the interior state of Minas Gerais, Brazil, about an hour by private charter flight from Sao Paulo or Rio de Janeiro. The project is dedicated to the reforestation and rewilding of nearly 10,000 privately owned acres of temperate grassland, granite mountains, and rare Mata Atlantica rainforest. If you've ever seen Vim Vendor's Salt of the Earth, you'll have a leg up on understanding the spirit of this project. The work at Ibichipoca began in 1984 with the purchase of one degraded cattle ranch. Through decades of replanting and species reintroduction in cooperation with nature and the families who depend on this land, Ibichipoca's stewardship now extends through three municipal areas bordering and buffering Ibichipoca State Park. But Ibichipoca is restoring more than wilderness. Its mission is guided by the welfare of the planet and its people with a focus on relationship building between humans and nature. In the words of its founders, we aim to create a fertile environment for happiness to flourish, and we believe that this must be done holistically, involving the fauna, flora, and local communities. Ibichipoca is part social experiment, part environmental restoration project, appropriately seasoned with simple comforts and genuine pleasures. Ibichipoca's centerpiece is Fazenda do Engenho, one of Brazil's finest small hotels. Dating from 1715, the traditional farmhouse was rebuilt in 2006. Its charms include eight sumptuous guest rooms, honest meals, spa services, a yoga house, gardens, and a free-flying toucan who comes and goes as he pleases. After days of rest, riding, good food, paddleboarding, waterfall showers and exploring, I sat down with Ibichipoca's ringleader, Hanato Machado, and general manager, Nadja Hoffman, to try and process what makes this place so worthwhile. Well, it started mm, 35 years ago when a cousin bought some land here and invited me to be his partner. We first bought the land just to rewilding. We we like very much nature, and we started simply letting the taking the cows out of the property and letting the forest come, and then we bought more and more land, and now. We have bought more than 200 small properties and we are transforming it in a, in a private reserve. I and think I heard you have more than something like 4,000 hectares now, 4,000 hectares. Yeah, yeah, it's, but what seems a lot of land, but it's nothing for biodiversity, so we 
still have to improve it. And then we we didn't think about a, a hotel or a lodge here. It was uh, simply an environmental project. But then we found out that we we had to care for social too. And then we decided to build a small lodge to generate jobs for local people and and to share this place with more people. So you, you said rewilding. Rewilding is a popular concept in the US, right? Where you're taking areas that have been formerly farmed and reintroducing native plants, native animals. What animals or plants have you been able to, to reintroduce here? I know there's been a lot of reforestation work. Yeah. Well, some we are planting trees that were first cu cut, like for example, jacarandá that is almost extinct, and it's a beautiful tall tree with with flowers, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, slow growing, very slow gorgeous growing. wood. Yeah, yeah. Taken for its wood in the past, right? Yeah. I, I use it to say that this project would be complete in about 500 years when those trees are grown up, but we just planted some Jequitiba rosa that, and it can last 3.5 thousand years, so <laughs> wow, it will like, take a little bit more time. <laughs> it's like the bristle cones where I live. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a shame to think you know that those bristle cones in the western US were used for charcoal. Yeah. Trees that can live 5,000 yeah. years and then yeah. stand another 2,000. Yeah. Uh, what happened to the Mata Atlantica? All, all I know is that the forest that covered the Atlantic coast of Brazil was mainly cut down in search of exotic woods, especially Pau Brasil, this, this red wood that was used as a dye in the Portuguese port. Um, and from which your country takes its name. What happened? Yeah, <laughs> the same as we, as our species did in the whole world. No, we, they cleared 95% of the Atlantic forest, so we have only about 5% remaining. And those 5% are spread in small pots, so, spots, so, mm, that's that's the situation. <laughs> so, so your hope is to make corridors, right, for for mammals and other yeah. other non-flying. We we are not doing corridors. We are completely transforming. The idea is to have ninety-nine percent of the area completely rewilded, and w just one percent to for any economic activity like for example the food production we are proud to say that sometimes we our lunch for example is a hundred percent local and we are that's the goal to to produce our food because we want to know what we eat and what we offer for people that visit us <laughs> yesterday uh because I'm here with my wife and my kids, <laughs> <laughs> they were very excited to visit the garden and to pick things, yeah. wash them, and yeah. eat them. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think we've decarroted your whole uh, <laughs> garden now with what we <laughs> ate and what we fed to the horses. So my apologies. No, no, it's our pleasure. Non-native carrots. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are plenty of carrots there. Yeah. Well, this is this is a very poor area of Brazil. So uh, they they like very much the the opportunity to to have a job to to work locally and and but i always say to to people that i'm here most because of local people than because of the local environment i, I local people is is our main uh, treasure here but you have a cooperative right mm, you mean the in the well in the sense that, for example, the hotel is owned by the staff, uh, and that's one of the one of the first, one of the biggest um, uh, community-owned projects within the reserve. But it's not the only one. So we have um, uh, we have a store that's Tachi's store. Uh, so she uh, she started here as a cook, and uh, now she has a, she has her own store where she sells um, you know, a couple of things to eat, like sweets, but also shirts from the reserve. Um, Cachaça. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so that is one, one project that, uh, where, you know, she really, she has her own business now, her own thing that, that she's doing, uh, of course, supported by. Talking about Cachaça, also <laughs> it's produced by a, a local entrepreneur that, um, is the farm now it it almost seems like you've you've invited local families who are um, who have a tie to this land to to be partners in the farm that's yeah that's the idea I mean that's pretty rare <laughs> <laughs> no comment <laughs> no it's uh, uh we I think it's part of sustainability to have local people doing, having their own business and uh, not as employees but as owners of the business. Well, I, I don't know if you explained him about the happiness project, but no, not yet. we all <laughs> want to be happy here. That's the goal. And to be happy, we we can't make people happy, but we can... The idea is to create an environment where happiness can flourish. And, and so we are working on those goals. What do we need to be happy? Oh, we need to be healthy. So let's have good food, let's exercise, let's have the mind, okay, so yoga classes, and meditation and perfect like rest <laughs> yeah <laughs> we perfect rest the only thing that woke me this morning was a bird tapping on my window <laughs> a little we, brown guy yeah <laughs> we need simplicity so we try to keep things simple here we try enso, not to complicate the, the japanese principle of enso yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. that's it we why else we it's very important to to be working as a team it's a happiness factor uh, as a team in in a project that is 
in a big dream and for us to rewild the 99% is something very important. We want to bring art, to bring uh, philosophy, to bring uh, what else, Nadia, help me. So <laughs> what we have there. So a boss cannot do that on his own. We have, we need to have a lot of uh, bosses. We so the idea is to have the. I don't know. I was reading a singularity note one of those days, and they were talking about the swarm effect. Singularity University. Yeah, yeah. Peter Diamandis. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and they were talking about swarm effect. How with a few roles, people together can transform things. No, so that's the goal. We have very simple roles and values. Yes, and. A lot of freedom for people to flourish. Yeah. Yeah, that I, I think that's definitely encouraged when you when you talk about um, a project that's that's really owned by uh, by the community. You have, I think, a different uh, viewpoint on on what you do, uh, and you think about it in a different way. Because I think if you have a boss in front of you that says we do this and we do that, um, it, it's a lot better when you talk about maybe something as a leader where people feel inspired and where they feel the freedom to to um, make the best out of the project um, not because they're forced to but because it's something that they really want mm -hmm. and because they were inspired by somebody or something and uh, and people some some people ask me if i'm the owner of that and i say uh we don't own anything because we are living. Are you gonna take your home? No. For example, what I say is that I, and always we, uh, in general, we just take care of the things we own. But I say to people that I just help local people to take care of this land and to to heal the wounds that we did in the this piece of land. So to heal the wounds yeah yeah how long has this land been cultivated do you know about 300 years ago wow we should talk about where we are <laughs> i mean nadja we're, I, I mean we're it was a four-hour drive or yeah. so let's call <laughs> it from tiradenchis yeah. in the state of minas gerais mm -hmm. the nearest major city would be belo horizonte right yeah. And then Rio is, if you were to travel south towards the Atlantic coast, you'd hit Rio in about yeah. four hours of travel. Yes. But you can get in and out of here by helicopter or by private plane in about 45 minutes yes. to one that's of those right. major cities. Yeah. So that's sort of where we are, but how, how does it feel to be here? We're sort of in the Sierra? What would you describe this as? Yeah, actually, Hinata's um, yeah, probably better at describing that, but we're actually we're in a very interesting place because you see here um, a mixture of, uh, of a lot of uh, typical um, places. So we have the Sierra, the, the mountain area. Um, then we have the, the Atlantic forest here. Uh, and then there is the third one. Hinata, who has to help me? <laughs> Sierra, Atlantic forest. There are two main biomas, biomas, yeah, mm -hmm. the Atlantic forest and the Cerrado. Yeah, so then that's the Sierra, the, yeah. 
the high mountain area and um, yeah it's it's a very special place we're here at 850 meters um, height and then the highest point here is at about 1600 meters yeah um, about 4000 feet or so yeah um, exactly. that's a viewpoint mountain yeah mm -hmm. and we've got around us forest we have you know what was I think in the past pasture land for cattle mm -hmm. there are no cattle that I've seen anywhere on the project no on the property we don't have any anymore uh, uh, some beautiful just horses we, yeah <laughs> both a local breed and some Arabians I think yeah uh, the Mangalaga horses um, they're a mixture actually there is European breeds in there the uh, Andalusian horse yeah. the, and the Anglo-Arabian horse is Anglo mixed Arabian. in there. It does seem to have the fifth gate. Yeah, yeah that's it's true. It's a very smooth ride and even my uh, eight-year-old daughter was riding. She's no bigger than a hand puppet yeah. and she was riding <laughs> with confidence yesterday. Yeah, uh, uh, I think it's a, personally I uh, but um, uh, I'm also suspect because I, I really enjoy uh, working with horses in general but I think it's a great way to explore what we have here um, I think an important factor here is that uh, we don't just care take care of uh, human happiness but also of animal happiness um, so we really uh, we don't want to have the horses here as, uh, as slaves <laughs> of, uh, of us yeah. but um, to have a harmonic living together and to I think um, the experience with horses is, is really something it does well for for the human being um, it has a very relaxing factor I think it's uh, yeah we also have around us um, a lot of streams some caves yeah Mm -hmm. um, waterfalls yeah and you've made little beaches and places <laughs> to enjoy yourself all over the property <laughs> um, there is an airstrip um, but that's just you know by necessity everything else seems to have these little special touches around it you walk we went on a hike yesterday up to the viewpoint and uh, I think on a a four kilometer hike we passed something like three little spots where natural fountains come out of the earth with little steel enameled cups there uh -huh, just waiting yeah. for you to enjoy <laughs> and refresh yourself. Yeah. And there are little beaches and towels and bowls of fruit set out over the place that you wouldn't expect. Just beautiful little surprises. Yeah, but I mean if you think about it, it doesn't, for us, it, it doesn't cost much to have that, you know, it's, uh, we, we prepare uh, these spots in a way that uh, obviously we really love the place we really enjoy being here and um, it's a way of of sharing this um, without you having to worry about anything so uh, we like that idea of you going out uh, and just focusing on, on what you see and what you feel and what you experience uh, and you don't have to worry about uh, where do I get my water and uh, how do I get the towels and how so we we try to think of all the necessity so that you really can just focus on everything that's around you you have I think four guides um, yes but we have because we have a fairly small team we really try to have a team that's uh, capable of 
lots of activities. So it's it's not uncommon to have uh, your guide that is also a waiter, but he can also cook and he can also drive and he can also horse ride. Yeah, um, Juninho is an expert. Juninho is, is a very good example of that. Um, then there is John, who is also a guide, but he could also uh, help the, the 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 staff to prepare room uh, all on his own. Um, we have that for some of the ladies in the kitchen that, uh, that can just tap into any other area that is needed. And first, I think that brings an, an amazing factor uh, to the work life because you're not um, you're not uh, a cleaning lady and you're not just a guide, but you're part uh, of a team. Part you're of part family. of a team. Yeah, you're part of something a lot bigger, and you can explore whatever interests you. I think that's that's very important. And also, since we were speaking of happiness. Um, because I think a human being isn't just that um, exactly and so um, there, there's John for example who got really interested in wines and now we have helped him you know to, to have some meetings with sommeliers and, and to learn about that so at dinner every now and then your guide will come in and just explain to you everything there is to know about the wine that you're drinking so um, I think it really uh, it, it, it's an amazing experience for the people that work here but also for the guests that come in and uh, and suddenly you have your guide explaining to you uh, the wine that, that you're drinking. I think it's... Uh, That's a guide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's telling, too, when we went to the stable mm -hmm. and you look at the garden. The garden is by... And then it has a person's name. Yeah. The greenhouse is by... Yeah. And then another guy's name. Yeah. yeah. They all take ownership of their special interest, their special project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, yeah, and, and I think that's, uh, that's part of... Um, of them trying to make it great um, because you know that's kind of your baby that's that's what you are taking care of that and there is there is a pride in it as well I've seen that a lot of times for example in the garden it's Mauricio and then every now and then you have someone entering there someone that knows a bit about about gardening or just has a great interest and then they start chatting and they don't stop for about an hour because uh, you know it's just the, that's their yeah that's what gives them energy exactly exactly and so i uh, i mean it's great talking talking to people that have a passion for something and uh yeah that's, that's if there's no passion i have a friend who says that if there's no passion there's no point yeah <laughs> more i have never had a house but some had and they had some history so we we felt that we had to preserve them uh, did you did he go to Boa Vista, no? No. no. Boa today, Vista is today, I think. To Boa Vista? I, I think so. Really? No, the Boa Vista project is, is where you have the cage for the reintroduction. Yes, of the yeah, exactly, right? exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. No, no, no I, I was just going to talk about the architecture of the, the house there. It's the most, it's the oldest house and the most preserver the original house that we have here but it's a little bit, bit far from here yeah which on the other hand makes it good for you so in the the cages that you mentioned they have um, birds in there at the moment the um, which species are you reintroducing there parrots yeah. mainly parrots we are there is a wolf coming next month the next main wolf you're bringing yeah, yeah. yeah. the largest canid of South America. Yeah. yeah, you can see these guys in the Pantanal and in the Esteros de Iberá, but they're yeah, tough yeah. to find other yeah. places. So it does. It is native here. Yeah. yeah, we have them here as well. We see them every now and then. We 
don't promote that as an experience as an experience so just rare. because yeah it, it's not always easy to see them uh, and it's like it, jaguars mostly yeah. mythical yeah some people mm. are just very lucky and they get to see them and then they get to see the the pumas that are here as well um but that's just that's rare uh, since we're not a zoo and it's, it's a very large area so we can't guarantee that you see them but um we do have a very interesting project since we're speaking of um of the animals which is the muriki the northern spider monkey so i think the name in english um which is a project that that has been going on for a while here but um now we're getting more serious about it as uh, in the sense that we're gonna build a huge enclosure um because we have two males here and mm. we have brought a female in the past but uh she kind of had a mind of her own and didn't stick around <laughs> and um she didn't want to know anything about the the males and uh uh, since we feel like we're losing time uh, and it's a battle against time because this animal is critically endangered um, we're, in, we're now uh, making these gigantic enclosures that ideally the animals don't feel like they're, they're in an enclosure really but it might give us a better control um, about this project because um, yeah like I said they're critically endangered and um, uh, we really we, we would love to to increase that population again here in the reserve and um, that of course would be a great experience as well for for anybody to to come and um, we like to to share uh, the stories about them as well because it sends it gives another sense of uh, sensibility to to people of um, of what is happening and uh, yeah um, I think macaws are native to this region yeah yeah but very rare they are uh -huh. in, have in you tried reintroducing the cause um so we we have the we have antonio and, and nina um they're sort of the welcome committee they are yes <laughs> and uh, we have seen something nice with uh, antonio uh, who's the male um so back um back in uh, in in the day when he was in in captivity in captivity proper captivity they cut his wings Oh. Um, we stopped doing that, obviously, um, and we have seen something interesting that every now and then he leaves for a day. Uh, he just flies to, to a different tree and we don't see him, but then he comes back the next just because he knows that there is food with us. Um, so we feel like there was a bit of... Uh, and Nina? Nina, not yet, but Nina has been here a short amount of time and so she has just found her favorite tree just in front of the house and she's not leaving at all <laughs> um, yet. Of but a homebody. Yeah, yeah, but but I do feel like uh, there is a chance that, that that's going to happen. We we really hope so. We really hope for um, for baby McCallus, and uh, we're going to try to play. Uh, uh, it's called the guy with the arrow. <laughs> Cupid. Yeah. Cupid. <laughs> well, for the th two. This house here, the name of this house is Carlino's house. So Carlino's house. It's sort of a suite away from the main house. Yeah. Um, there were out the window this morning she showed me a video mm -hmm. uh, our friend agapi who was staying there uh of two macaws in a tree that really? flew away it was no it's probably not a macaw it's a parrot probably probably they were huge yeah really yeah i would love a to noisy. see that they almost look like a hyacinth macaw yeah but it probably hmm. not huh no no not probably. not likely at all <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's a, a parrot bird. Okay. Uh, there's another bird that's walking around the property that has very long legs. Uh. And I think it's a good bird to have around because it keeps the snake population 
Very yeah, that's the city Emma. Um, they're called, and so their family, they stick to the the, the parents stick together uh, for life usually, um, and then once a year they have uh, they have babies, and at the moment they have one, and so the three of them walk around together, and yes, as they have very long legs and no bloodstream in their legs, they can even go after poisonous snakes. But if they get into the kitchen, they prefer to steal some cheese. <laughs> so that's something that, you, that we need to work on. So speaking um, of cheese thieves, yeah, what is the name of the macaw? No, the the toko tucanus, the, uh, <laughs> the toucan that flies around the house. That's Ayasu. <laughs> Ayasu. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy has become a favorite of I think every kid that's come to the property. Yeah, and... Uh, he visited the yoga class while we were in yoga yesterday. That's he likes to spa very much, and I think he has a... Uh, he's, he's very fond of our yoga teacher, Tasso. Uh, even jealous of him. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's a very funny creature. Uh, and he, he didn't grow up with us since, you know, since, since he was a baby. But uh, he comes in for yoga, he comes in for breakfast and, uh, and tries to get some uh, of the fruits that, that you have for breakfast, maybe some of the ponji keju uh, that we make here. And uh, yeah, it, it's great because usually you see, you see these birds in captivity and he's not at all. He, he just really, uh, he flies around and he just comes decided, here's a good place to stay. <laughs> and he has friends. He, sometimes yeah. he comes with friends, but he likes to interact with us. He likes to be among us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was drinking out of the fountain in the spa while we were <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> relaxing. Um, you have a water treatment pro project here I think is that these circular ponds I see right here yes exactly so the wastewater the gray water from the from the hotel which is really a hacienda I mean a fazenda what would you call that building? yeah fazenda yeah so um, there are plants series of pools that are um, filled with plants that clean the water mm -hmm. zero detectable odor from there that has <laughs> that has been a project in the making uh, in the beginning. I mean, we're we're learning well, with everything that, that we do here. We're learning as we go with everything, and so this project as well. By now, I think we're we're getting there that it works uh, that it works very well. Um, there is three more tanks underground that you can see from here, um, and so the way this works is that the water is filtered uh, with sand and 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 earth and and stones first. Then it continues to the to the water tanks with the plants, and then in the last tank that is bacteria. just behind the spa, yeah, there's bacteria in, in the whole tract. Um, but in the last tank, we even have fish, um, uh. and there's some papyrus growing as well. Um, and so the 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 fact that the fish live in there perfectly happy uh, is a sign that this works very well. Yeah. And so afterwards, the water gets reintroduced into nature better than. Uh, than, than the way and we got and it. It fills the lake that's in front of the house. Exactly. <laughs> this place is marvelous. <laughs> it's marvelous. And the rest you have here, hmm, it's difficult to compare. <laughs> um, the rooms are, are very quiet. The beds are perfect. And it's just, you know, it's not one of these hotels where you go and everything's fussy and, and uh, you know, perfectly crafted. There's enough wabi-sabi going on here <laughs> that you get to enjoy the place and feel really at home. You know, and um, it's uh, it's natural, you know, to to feel at ease here. Mm -hmm. How long do most people stay? 
Um, so there's lots of Brazilians that come for the weekend just because they have to work during the week. Um, so they make it as a as a as an escape from the city, and they're looking exactly for that. So for for a quiet place, um, just to get away from from the city and dirty air and, and noise and all of that. So that's really what what we're trying to do. But because of the size of the project, um, you can easily spend a week here, and that's usually what foreigners come for as well. So one week, they might stay. Yeah, maybe four nights. Yeah. Um, but we also have people that keep coming back. So we have some families that have been coming back for six years now. Um, sometimes Daria, they come. He's, this is the third time this year. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. So we we really feel like there's something uh, that we can offer, <laughs> something that that we try to to make each each experience better than than the last and um yeah people that are coming back that's uh that's a favorite thing to see <laughs> for example you in your stay you didn't see what in my point of view is the most beautiful place of the reserva and also our most beautiful waterfall because <laughs> they are far from here yeah more more to see and do yes uh, <laughs> we're here for too short a time, only three nights. But yeah. of all the places I could be in Brazil on my birthday, <laughs> I'm very happy yeah. I'm here. <laughs> very happy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what would you say to someone who's considering coming to Ibichupoca? Um, who's the huh. who's the ideal fit for this property? Um. I think there's a lot of people that don't know that they're the ideal fit because uh, there's people that leave here and they're like, oh my God, I had no idea that I needed this so much. But I feel like it's a, it's, it's most of the time a person that's, uh, usually it's a traveler that has been around a couple of places. So they have seen the Paris and the London and the New York um, and they're looking for an experience, I think. They're not looking for a hotel. They're not looking um, for... Ah, a place to go take a picture and 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 then leave um but to to experience something something different um obviously someone that that likes nature that likes animals um somebody that that likes good food <laughs> and um yeah i from my experience that's that's what i what i would say is is a is a great kind to come here is it is it true that People who stay even a week say to themselves, I wish I had more time. Yeah, <laughs> that, that and, and happens. And start talking to you about the next visit. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. That, that happens a lot, especially when, when they start thinking of, uh, I'm going to the big city now. <laughs> it's kind of, ah. <laughs> um, it also happened that, that people were, they, they were just coming to my office and they asked, hey, listen, do you have that same room for a couple more nights? And when we do, um, that's, that's great. And they just spontaneously extend their their stay that happened with foreigners as well as with uh, Brazilians. If people want to find out more about your work here or about the foundation for the reserve, where would they visit? There's the website uh, ibichi.com uh, I-B-I-T-I um, there you can find a lot of information, but we are working on putting more up, especially about the reserve and about all the projects that are going on, because um, we feel like, especially when someone comes here, it's very, very difficult to uh, to explain the whole picture because there is so much happening um, with the animal projects, with uh, the replantation projects, with the community projects, and with what's happening in the hotel. Um, 
but I do feel like um, you can get a good overview on the website and then on our Instagram, um, which we're improving as well. Um, there is always a couple of new things that are that are happening uh, around here, a couple of pictures, a couple of videos. So. <laughs> One thing we haven't talked about is some of the surprises you have around the project are art. Ah. How many installations do you have? Mm. <laughs> Too do you many. Even know? I I don't know. Maybe Hinata knows. Yeah, the art is here because sometimes I I feel a little bit disappointed with what our species is doing to the planet. But on the other hand, when I see the art we can do, even uh, a music, a stage, or uh, I I become very hopeful because we can do great things and that's why there are some art installations spread around the, the project but uh, no, not too much <laughs> some gigantic some very small yeah. <laughs> yeah there's been a lot of thought into what you've done here yeah um, anyway it's a it's a pleasure to be here with you both thank you it's a pleasure to have you here <laughs> thank you so much If you'd like to know more about custom travel in Latin America and the Antarctic, reach out to us at landedtravel.com. Since 2006, Landed's success has been built on word-of-mouth referrals. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to rate the podcast or share it with a friend. Thank you for listening.